I am Ron. That hey. is Mar. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we reunited to enter the transfer portal. Oh man, it's, it's been a while, but uh, definitely had to hop back on here. We're coming out of a pandemic. Aaron Rodgers is still mad. I feel like he was mad when we went in this pandemic. He's mad now. Wouldn't you be mad if you lost that many NFC title games? I mean, I'm a Lions fan, bro. I really can't. <laughs> if we went to three NFC title games in five years and got boat raced in fucking all three of them, well, two of the three, I'd be pretty fucking happy because we've won one playoff game in the last 65 years. What is this just mirror the Brett Favre scenario? It's a little different in that, I mean, they gave Favre a lot of leash. I mean, they had Aaron Rodgers on the bench for, what, three years. And the only reason why they made the switch is because they Brett Favre retired, said he was retired, cried at the retirement press conference. And it was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I ain't really retired. So it's a little bit different. But it is similar in the respect that they drafted a quarterback in the, you know, back half of the first round. And... It was kind of like, oh, they have an eye towards the future. I mean, I think the only difference is... I still think Brett, Jordan Love was a reach in the first round. I do, too. Brett Favre was... A, I mean, Brett Favre obviously still had something left in the tank based off what we saw him do with Four, Minnesota. Five, this, five seasons? Five seasons? Yeah. Jets did, this mother, Minnesota? did this motherfucker just drive down the DeQuinder cut? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but somebody just drove down a public greenway then they don't look to be any kind of security or nothing so oh boy um anyway uh yeah man i mean i think i i guess i don't even think the issue is jordan love i mean obviously rogers probably not the problem jordan Jordan love isn't the problem the problem is fucking front office doesn't want to get any help i get it build for the future absolutely jordan love he learns behind Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers wasn't a very, you know, great teacher. I think that this is something that no one really wants to do. It's like the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance situation. But we can get to that in a minute. Uh, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. He's he's been the focal point of this offense, and they've got nothing to help him. He has what two? How many wide receivers can you get this guy? Come on. I mean, they're just, they've never Break away been, back? I mean, last year... A tight end? Last, last year, they drafted A.J. Dillon, who didn't play, really, for them, out of Boston College in the second round, I, I think, him. or third round. And then they drafted Jordan. Jordan Love, who also didn't play for them. It wasn't like he was the backup. He wasn't active a lot yeah, of the time. But, 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 the, but the running back, this man can't record some carries. He can't help... They, Pass for Aaron Rodgers. Is, like, is running back man, with, with Jamal Williams, with, with Aaron Jones, is running back really a position to need where that's a second-round pick? I mean, you can get a guy in the mid-round, sure, but a second-round pick is a guy that should be starting for you. I don't care what anybody says. Your first and second-round picks are guys that should be day-one starters. Yeah. Unless you're rotating them in with the veteran starter. Unless it's a situation where it's a quarterback that you're grooming for the future. Why is this so professional sports to just be like, hey, buddy, we're drafting this guy. He's not starting yet. Calm your, calm your tits. We're going to get you a few weapons here. How does that sound? Like, at least placate the man. They're just bold-faced slapping. They're not helping him. Especially why you, with Rodgers. Why would you do this to him? You know him a weapon. He, he's going to use it. He's the best quarterback 
in arguably in the history of football, why would you not want to keep him happy? It's it's mind blowing, and this GM, and then he, and then the Jerry Krause comments about him when when they're on the video calls, like, whoa, like this is this is what <laughs> this is Aaron Rodgers' fucking last dance is what it is. GMs build teams, but they don't fucking win championships. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable if Aaron Rodgers ends up playing in one Super Bowl throughout his career, given his oh, talent. Would... But, I mean, you look at some of the decision-making. Would it really tarnish his legacy because of, because of this little holdout retirement, I want out thing? <laughs> I mean, this won't. This won't. I mean, I think the fact that... You know, Green Bay's choked. I mean, let's be honest. They went 15-1, and looked like the heavy Super Bowl favorites to repeat, <laughs> choked. Oh, boy, here comes another giant Super Bowl. Um, You know, they had the incident in Seattle where they choked. Should have won that. Not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, really they, fault. they really should have won that. That was Last, last year versus uh, Tampa Bay. Again, not mm. really Aaron Rodgers' fault. I mean, the coach, you yeah. – yeah, apparently I mean, Rodgers didn't know that they weren't going for it. You got to communicate. You got to let him have as much information and make the optimal decision on the field. I don't get these coaches that come in and think, oh, I figured it out. I'm some sort of genius. Let the fucking Hall of Fame quarterback fucking make the decision. Also, why, why do they need to let these guys know when they're drafting somebody? I understand, like, it's a fucking courtesy, but it's not a slap to your face if you're a seven-year-old quarterback and in the first round they take a quarterback. Like, well, cool. Like, tell a dude, like, I mean, and pass him, okay, we're going to draft a quarterback. I think it's the fact that they wasted assets to trade up for a guy that they probably could have got. I think it's the fact that – Do you have any idea how much they could have gotten for Rodgers on draft day? Yeah, if but you were a team that had balls and you yeah, wanted but... a quarterback, dude, you were you were gonna give up the fuck you get the parking lot up, your wife up for a few nights. They said San Fran. Like... They said San Fran offered everything. We'll give you whatever <laughs> whatever you want. And the Packers said the house. house. The Packers. The, the, oh my the, god, this GM is Jerry Krause. Who are you trying to sink? You are Rogers, motherfucker. The 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 issue with, with the whole this situation with Rogers is. Okay, you got an eye towards the future, but you had to trade up and waste a first-round pick on a guy who ain't playing. It ain't like Rodgers is a guy that was playing at a low level. He's been elite, top two, He's three. Because he just won MVP, and it wasn't like it was a. Oh man, Aaron Rodgers! I was like Aaron Rodgers, another MVP season. It's just yeah, he's just he's really not, good at football. He's with, not with at a little. Point, He's not at a point in his career where it's like, man, he's done. Like, you can get a guy in the second, third round that's going to be a serviceable backup because unless they figure something out about Jordan Love that nobody else knows, he's probably Seriously. not going to be the long-term solution at quarterback. Remember when uh, – what was his name? Uh, Brent Huntley, uh, Deshaun Kaiser. Or was Deshaun Kaiser Cleveland? No, that was Cleveland. Yeah, no, they they haven't had a quarterback that's going to make an impact for them after Aaron Rodgers is gone. And Aaron Rodgers, believe me, is it, that dude's gone. Look at look at some of the quarterbacks that got drafted in the second and third, second or third round, third round even in this draft. A guy like Davis, I always want to call him Davis Love, Davis Mills from Stanford, uh, Kellen Mond, like 
Are those guys? I just idiots? I just heard game manager, and I just heard groom him properly, and he could be a winner. But but the thing is, you can get you can get a guy like Jordan Love. To me, was never a guy that was like shit. If he's there late, you got to go up and get him. It wasn't like an Aaron Rodgers thing, and that's where there's a little bit of difference. Where with Rodgers, he was in a lot of people's eyes potentially the number one overall pick for reasons that I still don't understand. He fell like. What the fuck were yeah. the Lions doing? What were the Lions doing that year? What were the Lions doing that year? Hold on, hold on. We gotta go. We gotta. The, we, no, we gotta go back. We gotta go back. You bro. said wait. What was that going to do before this? Wait, what are the Lions doing? Oh man. Too oh good. my god. I know. I know. We had a. I know we had a tight format. Hey, what the Falcons do before that? You. Know. I know we had a tight I know we had a tight format, but we gotta look at this because I just I just realized how that draft played out. And like, what the fuck were the Lions? Happy doing? Cinco de Mayo, by the way. Oh yeah, BN, BN, BN. Uh wow. We drafted Mike Williams. <laughs> we drafted Mike Williams? <laughs> oh my God. Wait, hold on. No. Like, did we already know Joy Harrington was bad, but we knew Joy Harrington was bad by then, right? Wait. Wait. Instead of Aaron Rodgers, the Lions. Wait. 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 Oh boy! Oh my goodness! Just like, list off all really... the hold on, hold on. List no. off all the picks before Aaron Rodgers. List them off. No. List them off. List off, list off all the picks before Aaron. That, Rodgers. That, that's not the point. That's not the point here. The Joey Harrington was bad. We benched. Okay, we benched in the. Uh, he was right, coming well, off Lamar, his best season as Lamar, a lion. Lamar, Lamar, come back oh. from the lions' shattered past. <laughs> Yeah, we're the dumbest team in the league. Not anymore, though. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> seriously, anyway. though, Aaron Rodgers needs to move on. The, I, it, my rationale is just there's just has been a complete disrespect to this guy, draft wise, uh, play calling wise. We can talk about some of the play calling in the NFC title game, which ultimately lost in the title game. Um, clock mismanagement. You can see Aaron Rodgers' frustration the, the in several games with clock management. Um, you don't give the, the ball the back to Tom Brady. No, the NFC absolutely title game, not. And that might have been the last straw. I'm a, one of the few guys on the level of a Brady in terms of a quarterback. Why in the fuck would you take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and give it to no. Tom Brady? That's the thing. Here, give <laughs> Oh, God, I can't even come up with a good analogy for this right now. This is just sad. I, I just want to say, that's like saying, here, Aaron Rodgers, give the ball to Tom Brady. It's the analogy is his fucking self. But yes, long story short, like you can't, you're another Hall of Famer watching another Hall of Famer playing each other, and you're going, you're not really going to give this guy the ball back, right? It's a joke because you know what's going to happen. It's Tom Brady. You don't bet against Tom Brady. I'm sorry. You don't. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, he, I mean, he has all right to be angry about it, but let us move on from Mr. Rodgers' plight. Then, Actually, I want to. I want to uh, talk. What are some? What are some potential? 
want to touch on that. Raiders. You know, you know, Gruden will get them to give up the house for this man. The Raiders seems like the most logical spot for Rodgers. It seems like, you know, if you're the Packers, you have absolutely no interest in trading him in the conference. Yeah, absolutely. Not. I don't know. I don't know what the Raiders could give up for him, but it certainly seems like John Gruden would give up everything, and him and Mike Mayhawk are the decision makers. So if they want to give up everything, everything's going to be given up. What are they just going to field Aaron Rodgers on offense, defense, and special teams? I mean, do you can you have the ball to yourself? <laughs> yeah, but like, what do you do? Like, Derek, I mean, Derek Carr is obviously not Aaron Rodgers. He's not like elite but like if he's on your roster you can't just like cut him for nothing you got to get something for him in return but like where are you going to trade him nobody everybody's kind of already made their quarterback move so I feel like the timing is going to be an issue for a trade but I I don't see this I don't see how I mean this is going to be a standoff this might go into the season because really what's the end game Aaron Rodgers is rich as fuck I mean he could do a Carson he could do a Carson Palmer and say I'm going to retire. I will not play football for a year unless you trade me. Pretty much. And and do it. And, and, you know, he is actually represented by the same agent that Carson Palmer had when he, you know, decided he didn't want to be a bagel anymore. Hey, as a, as a real big stretch, and just hear me out, do you think the Jets would trade something for us? I mean, I would if I was a Jets. I'd be like, hey, can I interest you in a little Zach Wilson for Aaron Rodgers, and we'll throw some other stuff in there. Why doesn't Seattle just swap for Russell Wilson? Because why would Seattle yeah. trade Russell Wilson? Because he's unhappy there, and he's expressed it several times. Where's he going to go? To Green Bay. They just swap quarterbacks. Why would Green Bay – let Seattle get better than them <laughs> like not better than them but like I don't know that doesn't seem like something you would want to do hey why you know, it's the perennial, same like it's, it's perennial conference it's powerhouse all the famers you're just swapping just gonna, them out that's not how it works and you know it that that, that no that, team's gonna make I, that trade I'm in football. just saying like, like, like wouldn't that just be fucking hilarious just swap them I'll give you a landing spot for Aaron Rodgers but it'll never happen Broncos <laughs> no, fucking I think they've already made their moves. Hear me Wait. out. Who's the Washington Redskins quarterback? You, <laughs> me. Emily, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Daria, Excuse me. Damon Excuse Tidwell. Me. The Washington Football Team. Excuse me. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Pardon us, everybody. Well, anyone who's ever going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> no, see. You're not wrong, but what would you give up? Whatever you got. I mean, if you're a team that is a couple guys away, and, you know, Washington is not really a team that spent a ton of money on, like, dumb shit, I don't think. Uh, They don't have, like, some failed quarterback uh, on their roster. Um, On their roster. They Um, need a quarterback. They need a quarterback, right? Like, Alex Smith retired. They didn't, did, did they draft a quarterback? They didn't draft a quarterback. What, what the fuck did they do? Anyway, that could be a team, I, I think, that could. Wow. What did Washington do? <laughs> what has Riverboat Ron been doing? Besides recovering from cancer, uh, hopefully getting. What did he do? 
Huh. I'm, I'm looking at it here. Backard. So, so here's a potential trade. Yep. They oh God! Why they have Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> Holy crap! Okay. The, so the here's Packers. a here's so another this is trade. A potential trade. The stretch. Philly. No, I don't do it if you're Philly. Fair enough. I mean, I would, but like, I mean, yeah, you could get it, but like, the other issue is how married is Green Bay to to Jordan Love? Is he going to be the guy? Do they want yeah a different quarterback? I think they're ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers because I think I think this is. This is enough for them to get rid of him. You don't want to if you're Green Bay. Right. They said they're married right. to him, which is stupid. And one quick question. New Orleans Saints drafted Ian Book. He's essentially, what, the same height as Drew Brees? Is Ian Book yep. the next Drew Brees? <laughs> that's yep. I mean, he he is not the next Drew Brees, but Sean Payton, who for some inexplicable reason is paying Taysom Hill tens of millions of dollars to be played quarterback in theory, um, just I guess they I mean that's a low value pick, something that Green Bay could have easily done versus I, I won't say low value, that's kind of a low risk potential solid to high return on a pick if that guy book develops into something decent. I mean, you know, we have seen guys who turn into borderline-ish starters in the league that are drafted in the mid-rounds. Um, yeah. They seem to have they, have they have Jameis, so they seem to have, you know, Taysom Hill insurance. So I'm sure, I'm sure Sean Payton will figure it out, man. I mean, the guy has consistently proven that, Offensive-minded guy absolutely knows what to do in situations when he didn't have Drew Brees. Right. <clears throat> All right. Who? Let's talk about your top three teams in the NFL draft. Let's start with our both of our number ones. Who's your number right, one? I'll, why? Uh, I'll, I'll let you. Go. <clears throat> Sorry, I'll let you go first. Yeah. Uh, I like the Dolphins. I like. Uh, I like Jalen Waddle. I do. I like the help for Tua. Defensive line pick. Hunter Long was a good pickup for him, the tight end. Um, Jared Dokes out of Cincinnati. I, I, I watched a couple of Cincinnati games. I don't. I, I think he was a above average running back for conference he was in. I think he's. He could become a starter. He could become a. a you know, next man up kind of thing. But. I think getting to a help with Jalen Waddle was probably my favorite part of it. They're, you know, college teammates at Alabama. Yeah, that's that's my number one. All right. So I think I think my number one, I think this team had a really good draft and I I shocked you didn't have them as your number one. I think the Atlanta Falcons uh came out as good as, as maybe any team in the draft, um, you look at their number, you know, number four overall pick, Kyle Pitts. I think he's a Hall of Fame caliber type of talent 
in terms of what he can do at the tight end position, in terms of being able to be a guy you can flex out, move around the field with his uh, profile. He's an outstanding uh, prospect. I like Richie Grant, the safety out of UCF. I think he's going to be an immediate starter for them um, at the safety position. Um so I think that he's definitely going to be a guy that gives them an opportunity now that you have uh, two, I think, surefire starters with your first and second round picks. And then Jalen Mayfield um, out of Michigan is a guy that I really like. I think moving him in, uh, to guard uh, for the Falcons, he may also be a guy that comes in right away and starts for them. So you're looking at a team that got uh, Was Jalen three... Mayfield the kid that they pulled around they put in – they switched him at tackle and guard. Yeah, and then the op he was kind of like in and out of the lineup. I think he was in and opted out of you know this year um, for Michigan. So definitely a guy that I, I think has an opportunity. And then a couple other dudes that they got that I like. Uh, I like um, Drew Dahlman uh, out of Stanford. You know he's a center uh, that you know really athletic center um, out of the Pac-12, and I think he could be a guy. Uh, that may have an opportunity to be a depth player along the offensive line. So I, I really, I really liked uh, the, the draft that um, that the Falcons put together. I, I, I couldn't put them in my top three. I couldn't do it. Love the Falcons. Just, I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> oh well. My number two, and this. I think they did a good job. It was uh, the Minnesota Vikings um, rebuilding and then just coming along with all the boatload of picks that they had, um, rebuilding the offensive line, the kid out of Virginia, Christian Dorsaw, uh, and then I like the insurance uh, for Kirk Cousins was a Texas A&M pick. They alerted him to this pick apparently in the draft, so there was no – you know, one you're looking at the draft. It's like, oh crap, they're drafting my replacement. The Iowa State, the running back, I like him. He's a good compliment to uh, Delvin Cook as long as Delvin Cook can stay healthy. Um, edge rushers, and then they got the guard out of Ohio State. They got uh, Central Missouri uh, tight end Zach Davidson. Watching this kid catch the ball, more like Jimmy Graham instead of a you know just a blocking tight end. So that'll be something fun to watch if they rotate that kid in. Um, I just thought it was kind of a good draft. It, it addressed needs. It was I – mean, there's a lot of picks. <laughs> so you guys got to pan out, right? So, yeah, that's my number two. Okay, yeah. My dog I would say is the number... barking up a storm right now. It's still not I, I, I would say number two team for me. Not a surprise, you know, these this org this one of the lead organizations in football, the Baltimore Ravens. I think they uh nailed it. I mean, if you look at at, at the picks that they made, they give Lamar Jackson two additional weapons and Rashad Bateman, who was a guy with hope, was slipped to the Lions in the second round. Um, they then went out and added uh Tylon Wallace, who's a guy who you know, he's had some injury problems at Oklahoma State, but, you know, if he can, you know, be healthy, he could be a, a steal that they got him with the 131st pick. And then I like Odafe 
Owe out of uh, Penn State. You know, Micah Parsons is a linebacker. I think that gets, you know, a lot of the publicity, but he's a guy, you know, if you're in Big Ten country, you definitely know he's, you know, yep. got an opportunity to be a guy that could fit right into what, you know, they do defensively uh, with the Ravens. Um, so I think they made good use of two uh, late first round picks. Um, and then I think also I like what they were able steal. to do. Yeah, I also like what they were able to do in terms of getting um, they were able to get uh, Sean Wade out of Ohio State, who can definitely be another steal. And I like the other kid, uh, Brandon Stevens, out of uh, SMU as well. He looks like a guy that could also uh, be be a, a starter for him. And then I like Ben Cleveland, uh, the guard they got out of Georgia. Just going to be a guy who's going to maul you. Um and, and then I like Dalen Hayes out of Notre out of Notre Dame for them as well. So I mean, getting that guy with the 171st pick, he's potentially be a player for them. So Ravens again, I think knocked the draft out of the park. Nice. I, I did like the Ravens draft, but my number three is the Chicago Bears. I I did like the trade up. I think the Bears had a really uh, strong draft as well. I like the I, I really like the the kid from Oklahoma State, the Tevin Jenkins. That's a that's a start now. That kid can do it right now if if you had to put him in pads and line him up. I like the uh, the running back selection from Virginia Tech. Love that kid. Uh, the wide receiver, Daz Newsom. He he fell steals. I mean, you watched him with Sam Howell. I mean, you watched the kid make play after play. I thought I think he's going to be a great addition to that wide receiving core. It's going to give Justin Fields a good weapon to throw to. And, you know, same with Khalil Herbert, the running back for Virginia Tech. That kid is you can drop passes to him over the middle, man. You can drop screen passes to him. I mean, he's a, he's a little threat. I think, he's, yeah, I think they, you know, given their existing kind of infrastructure on their team, um, they went the out that were addressed. They they went out and got a receiver and Daz Newsom, who's a guy who's seen North Carolina play. You know, he's an absolute playmaker. Um, they got Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum. Uh, Jenkins looks like he's going to be a guy that slides in right away, like you said, and starts day one. Borum may also be a guy uh, that could be a guy that may not start. But he's a guy that you feel comfortable. He's gonna get some if experience. To, if if you have to plug him in, he's a mauler. Like he's a big physical ass dude. If you've watched, SEC you know, any boy. SEC games, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think you know they obviously had to trade up, you know, use some draft capital, move up to get Fields. But I thought that they made, you know, they did they did a good job. I mean, this is really this is gonna make be, or break Ryan Pace, their GM, right? Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. You know, Matt Nagy, Trubisky, Ryan Pace, this is it. You know, yeah, they, this is really if you're gonna build a future here in Chicago, like this is this is the last fucking straw. <laughs> what is your number three, friend? This may shock you. This may shock you, but uh, I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions. That's not a shock. I, I, I they're actually. It was hard for me to pick between Chicago and Detroit. Because I think you guys had a very strong draft. Yeah, man. I I think you know the the defensive the two defensive tackles 
I mean, I think, you know, that's just a position of need. Our our interior and our front seven just needs to be completely rebuilt. And, and, and I think, you know, you may overdraft certain positions to just try to build some depth in certain areas. And I think the interior line is definitely one of those areas. Penny Sewell, getting him at seven. Um, I thought for sure the Bengals, you know, given the state of, you know, Joe Burrow's ACL, would have would have taken the, the offensive tackle. I thought differently. I honestly thought that you guys did a little bit of a reach for him, but it's okay because he's, he's – I actually watched a little bit of him, and he was, as advertised, he's first round, size, speed, no doubt. But continue, I'm sorry. Did not mean to cut you off, but I knew Joe Burrow was going to get his college teammate. I called it. Should have bet on that. The, unfortunately, Ron, there's just not really – any way I saw if we could have moved down and had a chance to get him, I think if you look at uh, the teams behind us, that he would have been hard to pass up for for some of the teams that were behind the Lions. So I I think yeah. getting him at seven, you now you pair him with Taylor Decker, you pair him with um with Jackson, the the guy at Ohio State, you pair him with Frank Ragnall, already one of the top um, interior offensive linemen in football, and now you have the makings of what potentially looks like a, uh, a an elite offensive line and gives the Lions a, a, an ability, which we've rarely had to really have an elite position group with, within the league. So I, I know some folks, you know, think, okay, the offensive line, there might have been areas with more need. But I just think in terms of the value you get with a guy at Sewell who could be potentially – a Hall of Fame caliber offensive lineman, I think that's just hard to pass up. So I, I, I like um, me. I, I'm gonna butcher this kid's name, but Ifiatu Mili Fanwu. Um, just looking at some of the tape on him, just a oh, yeah, freak from Syracuse, yeah, freak athlete. Um, a guy you really, you know, hope he can put it all together. Um, I like uh. I, I'm going to hope I'm getting this right. Amon Ra St. Brown, the uh, receiver out of USC. Uh, not, I mean, you know, not a guy that's a burner, but just a guy that always uh, found a way to get good, open. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, he put together a good 1,000-yard season at USC. And, 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 that and, was, and you, I think it was yeah. Kendon Slovis was his quarterback, I think. Yeah. and, and um, If I mess this up and listen to this podcast, which I'm going to make, make you listen to it, Jack, you're going to tell me it wasn't Kendon Slovis. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, so I think St. Brown was, you know, addresses a position of need as far as getting another receiver in there. Now you have Cephas, you have Perriman, you have uh, Tyrell Williams, you have Brown to that uh, fold. Now that gives you, you an uh, – You put him in a good slot position to play off of T.J. Hawkinson that, in the offense. Yeah, you have Hawkinson. I mean, that gives you a legitimate – Ish with DeAndre Swift side of offensive weapons. I mean, no true number one receiver. Uh, you got but, Oregon you State's know. running back though. You got uh, you know, uh, Jamir Jameer Jefferson. I think I think the kid's name is. Yeah, Jameer Jefferson out of Oregon State. Uh, so we'll you know we'll really see with with the Lions, man. I think uh, I think I like the guys. I like the potential. I think Sewell is really it's it's a boom or bust draft. I think if Sewell turns out to be you know an All Pro type player, 
you know, we're going to look back in this draft and be like, oh, okay, we got Sewell. You know, hopefully some of these other guys uh, can play their potential. Uh, the defensive tackles are guys that, like you said, not necessarily a position that people really think that we – you know, need, but I think it was an area that needed to be addressed because, you know, we've had a lot of turnover there positionally, so yeah, bringing in... You guys have and, had a lot of turnover in the defensive tackle spot in the past and plus, decade or so. Yeah, and plus, I think with the new uh, coaching staff in there, I think, you know, it's going to be a different style of play, so you're going to see them obviously may, you know, like I said, overdraft some positions to try to get some guys in there to really fit with what they want to do in terms of their scheme. For sure. What was uh like I said, I was I was gonna go with the Lions for my fourth one. Did you have one fourth one that you mold over between the third one? I mean, not really. I would say the one team that I thought was you know, had kind of an interesting interesting draft that I, I kinda liked. Um sorry here. Having some technical difficulties here with with, with my uh, with with my notes. Ah, where'd you go? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the Cowboys getting Micah Parsons at eleven, uh, given that they've lost Sean Lee. I, I think that was something that made made a lot of sense for them. Um, and while. You know, there's some skeptics, okay, Michael Parsons, you know, opted out. You know, what really is he going to be as a player? Um, I, I think, you know, he uh, could be, an, again, another guy that you get some, some great value for. Uh, but, yeah, I would say say the Cowboys had a solid draft. I like the Cardinals being able to get Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, being able to get Rondell Moore add another weapon uh, to the to the offense that they're, they're putting together, so uh, we'll see how that plays out. Nice. So were there any teams with the drafts you thought were absolute turds? Oh, yeah. The, the, golden, the golden turd of drafts, of course, was the, in my mind, was the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there. Um, the Leatherwood pick is, again... <sighs> Gruden and Mayock. Gruden yep. and Mayock seem to just make decisions. It's just like, like a mantra, Gruden and Mayock. Gruden You're like, okay, Mayock so you, you mean you mean to tell me wrong. you couldn't have, you couldn't have moved back and said, okay, hey, give us an extra fourth, um, and and you know we'll maybe move down. Like they were they just not able to trade trade back? I, it just it, it it perplexes me. I mean, they they drafted. Offensive, they needed defensive tackle. I mean, they got a they got a center. They got a. I don't know. I just think they reached for a lot of players that they got, but they went safety nuts, and I don't understand I why. Think, and then they I, got. I think I think they got, more... a, they got a linebacker. I think that. I, don't, I just think the draft was crap for them, and I don't think it addressed anything. And I think it just. Are having a difficult time being on the same page about what this team absolutely needs. So if mysteriously Aaron Rodgers does end up there, I'm praying for you, buddy. Yeah, I mean they took a guy that they're going to have to convert and Koontz. He's going to be a uh, he was a guy that 
that, you know, was a fifth-round pick that they reached a little bit on. They got him in the third, and they're going to try to convert him to end in a 4-3 scheme. So now, and then they took, like you said, two additional safeties. I don't uh, understand. So I don't get it. <laughs> doesn't seem like they really addressed any needs. I mean, two, three safeties, a, a reach for an offensive lineman, reach for a, a linebacker you're going to have to convert. And then, um, yeah, you, I mean, they really – doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, but yeah, they, they they screwed the pooch. They 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 truly did. But John Gruden apparently has a lifetime contract in, in Vegas, so who knows, man? Good luck. Good luck. All right, along. Who did you think was that your first one? Because that was my number one. I, mean, it was, I thought it was an awful draft. Yes. Yes, All that right. was absolutely, absolutely the worst. <laughs> In my opinion, that was absolutely the worst, um, the worst draft of, of any team. Uh, I would say another interesting team in terms of the draft that I, I just find uh, very interesting uh, is the Rams, and and them essentially just saying we don't need first round picks. Yeah. They, with no first rounders, Jesus. It, Louisville's wide receiver Tutu Atwell is pickup. I like I like Tutu Atwell gives Matt Stafford a, a playmaking, speedy guy in an offense that rewards you know speed. I enjoy that. I enjoy that plug into that offense absolutely. Um, Jake Funk, and then Notre Dame a receiver. Uh, Ben Skowernick, his last name I can't Skowernick. I can't remember the kid's last name. But once again, uh, speedy guys that will get rewarded in this offense. Um, so I think those are the only wins that I think that they got out of this offense. But other than that, they got cute and brown. <laughs> the defensive tackle out of it was kind of a reach to me. I don't know, I, but. It's just a fascinating draft strategy for a team that's, you know, found a way to remain competitive. And now if you really think about it with the Stafford trade, it's trying to take a swing at, at getting back to the Super Bowl. And it seems to be working. I mean, they've essentially punted on the first round and said, "Our, you know, we're going to accumulate mid-round picks and hope that we can leverage those picks to obtain, you know, some inefficiencies and get some value and build our team out that way, which if – Successful seems like a very interesting way to build a team. I mean, we will absolutely get to see it here in a few months, and I don't, I don't know. Like you said, it was it was weird, but it was they addressed things. I don't, I don't know. All right, who who do you think rookie of the year is in the NBA right now? Lamelo Ball. Anthony Edwards. I think LaMelo Ball's been the more consistent player. He's been the more impactful player um, on a team that's, you know, fighting for a playoff berth, whereas the Timberwolves have been one of the worst teams in the league despite having, you know, they've had injuries. But you have Malik Beasley, Edwards, Russell, Towns, you know, for them to be, you know, pretty much the worst team in the league is really just ridiculous. Um, I, I just think... Joe Russell being hurt, and I'm like, what? 
I mean, I really think it's just an issue of oh, that was just not a good trade uh, for given what they gave up. Yeah. In terms of the picks, um, but I mean Edwards looks like a guy that's going to obviously be able to score. I just think Lamelo all around has just made such an impact on the way that team plays, the energy, you know, the the way he gets other guys involved, really has made a, a large impact in the team. So, I, so I, I think Lamelo is really hands down the the rookie of the year now that he even you know he's gonna get some games in coming back from the wrist injury. Fair enough. So LeVar Ball LeVar Ball was right by the way, just just saying. Shut up. I really don't say it again. I'm not kidding. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna say I, don't, is, I don't care. Shut up. Both both his boys really good players. Yeah well he didn't develop them so I don't care. <laughs> so right now you have Boston Charlotte, Indiana, Washington, all playing. And then you've got Portland, Memphis, San Antonio playing. Um, These are going to be some of the most exciting games in the NBA Finals. In the playoffs. The- the, the the thing about the playing game, and I see why the players hate it now because they're like, oh shit, we can have like eight game lead on a team and still have to play the stupid playing game shit to make the playoffs. Um, I, I think absolutely love it. I love it, but it's fucking awesome. That's the thing. <laughs> it, it's fucking awesome. You, like you we saw it last year. You just it, it's, like, it's like thirty five points. Not, it is the, the perfect amount of. It is the perfect amount of March Madness injected into the NBA playoffs exactly. without, like, compromising it. I can see, like, maybe they put some caveats in and if the seventh-place team is this far ahead of, you know, the eighth-place team yeah, or absolutely. something, like, they have to reconfigure it, and maybe it's just for the eighth seed. But I love it. I, I, I think they just they have to they have to do this every year now. Thank you. Thank you. I thought we were going to have to argue about this because – yeah, I I enjoy the play the, the playing games. I think the they do have a have a feel of March Madness to them, and they've just been exciting. Every single one of them. When you see it, it, it says above the little score, it says advances to playoffs with win today. Like <laughs> it's winner go home. Yeah, and and but I like the way they do have it where the, the higher the higher seeded teams have the advantage. They only have to win the one game, I think, and then they're automatically in. Or however it works, I don't know how that how they've changed it slightly this year uh, from the bubble format, but it it's gonna be awesome because you're gonna get like a random game where it's like okay whoever loses this is done, so it's high stakes ball. And we saw that last year with them guys boys are playing hard man, like that oh, was some so intense hard. basketball because basketball. it's like hey man this gives us hey you get the playoffs anything Bro, can happen man. Very... Oh yeah, all bets are off. Everyone's everyone's ready. Like Charlotte, we don't. Especially if, this year, if Lamelo's healthy, and also, do you do you keep LeBron James out? I think you gotta be careful because you want him healthy, but you don't want to be in that fucking playing shit. So it, they're, they're they're right there. Like they are literally right there. 
it's really tough with the Lakers because you got to straddle that line. I just don't see the Lakers having it to be able to repeat. I just think the injuries, the timing of those. No, no, no. I think this is just a year we're going to look up and be like, oh, man, remember when this team won the title? Yep. The bubble team. Pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic title. The pandemic, the pandemic title. The... Is this the year the Knicks oh. do it? No. Is this the what year Brooklyn it? does it? No, God, that's like probably my least enjoyable outcome. Let's talk. Let's talk about the number one team in the West, shall we? Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Let's talk about the, the Phoenix Suns. All right, you know at this, points, at this... you know how many points tonight your boy Devin Booker's dropping? I I don't know how many points. Twenty six, roughly twenty five, twenty six points. Well, we we all know that this just proves. Cements Chris Paul legacy as one of the great winners yeah. in basketball who just happened to just not he just doesn't win in the playoffs and it doesn't really make any he sense. Doesn't. He's had some weird <laughs> luck like the fucking stupid ass Houston series where he pulls his hamstring. <laughs> uh but oh, I mean man. that, that Houston Poor team won like sixty six games. That was like one of the better teams like really and we don't uh everywhere he's gone he's transformed them into a contending caliber team. Yeah, to, to um mid tier caliber playoff team, absolutely. He's definitely proven that he's a successful leader, but he just he needs some spark in the playoffs and maybe Devin Booker's that spark for him. Yeah, we'll see. I mean this is definitely a year where they have an opportunity. But with the way the West is, they could also lose in the second round. Who knows? Utah is very oh, yeah. good. Denver's very good. Uh, you know, obviously you got uh, the Lakers. Dallas, Dallas is there. Denver, Denver's there. Da- Dallas is a team that could potentially. Is Donovan, is Donovan Mitchell is is he a person or is he a player that's person player? Yeah, they're the same thing. Um, is he someone that could be ready? I think he showed that he he has a, he can take it to another level. He can really elevate his game as he as he said as he showed during the uh during the finals or during the playoffs last year. Um, so I I like him. I like I like I like his game, and it, it's just it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, the Mavs. Do you see them just kind of slumping in the playoffs, beating one or two teams, and then getting knocked out by a better team, or do you do you see them I see them their own to the eventual Western Conference champ? I see Dallas probably being a playing team. They get in, maybe lose in the first round in five, four, maybe six. Luka can probably still a game or two. They just are inconsistent. They don't really quite have all their guys there yet that they need to really be the caliber of team that you really want them to be. Um, I think that's a team that you may look to see them do an overhaul and kind of say, all right, if we're going to build around Luka, let's really build around Luka and try to figure out what's the best team around him and just go for it. If that's trade Porzingis, you trade Porzingis. If that's, you know, I mean, they've sacrificed a lot of draft capital in that Porzingis trade. Um, and if you really look at it, it's actually been a blessing for the Knicks that they were able to make that trade because that allowed them to now go out and get Randall. And, you know, they've drafted RJ Barrett and kind of restructured their team, went out and got Tibbs as their coach, brought in some new management. And it's made a big difference for them in terms of, uh, and really in terms of everything. But I think in terms of just the whole culture within that organization um, is accountability. It's you know Tim's not going to be. We all know his style. He's not going to be down on that, that bullshit as far as you know, not being a professional, not playing defense. You know, it's just a different culture, and they got a bunch of guys to buy in. 
Um, you know, they got veteran guys there like like Derrick Rose, who are Tibbs guys Ooh. who oh, yeah. understand the drop, system. Drop drop twenty five a couple nights ago. And, and and so it's just a you know function and whereas Dallas has kind of made some missteps you know they've dra- drafted uh you know guys that really you know haven't contributed in terms of some of the picks this year uh they're more developmental kind of home run picks whereas you know you think hey with their opportunities to get guys like Sadiq Bay uh more NBA ready guys versus going with like a Tyrell Terry or a Josh Green who, you know, they project, okay, these guys might be studs, but not really as NBA-ready as guys like Bay, who, you know, a guy in the Pistons who's shown that he he could be, you know, maybe a valuable piece for a, a, a contending-type team as a, as a, a second-round-type player. All right. So let me ask you one question. Who comes out of the East and who comes out of the West in your mind? Who, who, are the, who is the finals this year? I think uh, – I think the team that comes out of the East, I really think it's going to be Philly. I think they are just going to um, – this is the year with, with Embiid. I think he's just going to carry him over the top. Uh, I I think the Nets are a team. If everybody's healthy, but it's like, are they going to get stops? Can they convert to a playoff-style basketball that's more half-court? But also playing defense, are are they going to just try to outscore everybody? Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll rookie coach. We'll see how this all works. Um, Milwaukee, you have to look out for. Atlanta is a team I think that can give somebody trouble. I don't think they have the playoff experience to really make any noise this year. I think if Boston gets in, they definitely have an opportunity to uh, make a run. Um, I think in terms of other playing game teams, if Washington gets in, I would be surprised them to be them see a team to take somebody to seven games in the first see, round, just because you have Westbrook and Beal. Take someone to the brink. I gotta see Beal and Westbrook do it. You got Westbrook and Beal. Those happen. are two guys that you know are just gonna go out there and, and try to fucking steal a series if it's just the two of them going out there getting, you know, triple doubles and going off for 35, 40 I mean, it's, night, it's so. kind of the same boat for the Heat. If, the, if you know, if you get last year's bubble team Heat or if you're going to get limping into the playoffs because not everybody is at full strength Heat. That is a huge factor for them. But, you know, when they're healthy, you know, you have the projection. Butler, Tyler Hero, you got Bam, um, Duncan Robinson. Dude's always good for, you know, four threes, you know. 15 points yeah definitely a lot of depth de- definitely a lot of depth with Miami but it's a question of can they stay healthy can they stay consistent I mean Alan Depot is not really playing the greatest of basketball I mean Iguodala is not really doing much coming up off the bench I mean it's it seems like the team's stagnant. They're winning, but it's a team. It's a team in flux too. You know, they've had to go from okay, we have Tyler Hero. We're gonna try to let him be kind of more take a lead as a ball handler. You still have guys like Dragic there. Okay, what's their role? What's Kendrick Nunn's role? Um, okay, now we brought in Victor Oladipo. We've brought in a couple other veteran players and gotten rid of guys like Olenek. Brought in Iguodala. How are all these guys? You know, for a full season, how are all these guys gonna fit? And I just think they haven't had a time to get really cohesive. Yeah, there's no team unity. I wouldn't say team unity. I would say team chemistry. I would say leave it. Um, also, Portland. I want to see Portland in the playoffs. I want to watch. I want to watch Dame time in the playoff. Dame. I don't really like regular season Dame. I like playoff Dame. <laughs> I like playoff, playoff Dame. Dame. 
Yeah. <laughs> playoff game. I, I would like to see one throwback in my little playoff game. Those are always great. <laughs> I also want to see Steph Curry in the playoffs. I He's fun to watch. Golden State's fun to watch. They may not be full strength, but still, they are fun to watch. I'll let, I'll let you in a little secret. That's why they did the playoff game, so they can make extra money off the TV revenue for it. Because they can Come sell on, it man. As, it's all about oh, revenue. They can sell it as a playoff game. It's like, oh, hey, congratulations. We're going to find a way to backdoor fucking at least one team <laughs> with a superstar into the playoffs. Like, okay, I mean, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, like somebody's getting into the, in there with the playoff game, at least for a game or two. And, wait, and you're going to get to get some. Wait, 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 answer this. Why didn't you say Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown when you when you said superstar? Do you not believe either of them are superstars? I think Tatum is a superstar player. Brown's a very very good All Star caliber player. Um, I think Boston is is very good, but I mean those are aren't Fournier team, uh, team. Uh, upgrade made them a better team or a worse team because now they have more mouths to feed when it comes to you know spreading the ball around. I think they needed a player like him, but a guy that could play more 3-4, whereas he's more of a 2-3, and I think that was another issue. Kemba Walker, he's been past four games over, over 20 points each time. Um, look, look, had some looks from three, a little 4 of 11, 5 of 11, you know what I do for you. Um <laughs> Three of nine, six of nine from three in his last four games. He's looked consistent. I mean, he's looked consistent. Yeah. Do you do you believe it's old Kemba Walker? Do you think if he plays like old Kemba Walker, it will be more dangerous? I think Kemba is a guy that if he can play up to his Charlotte potential, that Boston can go to the finals. But is he is he a guy that can do that? As long as he stays healthy, maybe. Yeah. But one more thing, and then we're going to wrap it up. Who wins the NBA title this year? Uh... Clippers. He said the fucking Clippers. And I'm going to say the Brooklyn Nets. Interesting. <laughs> I'm Ron. That's Lamar. I'm Lamar. And we are welcome to Church Portal. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Peace.